Hello, hello. Welcome to my podcast. How are you? I'm Lisa Page. This is the Lisa Page Made Me Do It podcast, episode 23. Can you believe it? I can't even believe that it is uh, December 4th. I'm kind of in denial. Um, a couple things to talk about really quick, not to set the tone for, you know, a sad episode this week, but so much has happened in the last week, like so much. Okay. So first of all, let me just start off by saying Thanksgiving was definitely not the same this past year as it has been in previous years. That's because for one, I blessed my family with not cooking. So we were all thankful for that. We went to Perry's. I told you about that last week. And, you know, I got to say, they did a really good job. They had a kid's plate. So Zach got that. And it was, you know, turkey, dressing, the stuffing, mashed potatoes, green beans, all of it. And then Ainsley randomly picked the fried shrimp platter. The child has never had fried shrimp. I knew she would like it because she'll eat regular shrimp. So who doesn't want something deep fried and seasoned? Yeah, she had two bites. And then she had about four sweet potato fries. So that was nice. It was good. I mean, but of course, all in when it was time for dessert. Zach ate a good portion of his dinner. So that was fine. I had a filet. What's better than having a six ounce filet on Thanksgiving? And Stu had his little vegetarian spaghetti squash. And uh, of course at Perry's, they do like the best, most like savory sides. We got this like truffle mac and cheese and Brussels sprouts that were definitely not healthy. I mean, freaking sauteed and seasoned and all of it, all of the good stuff, very greasy. So the dinner was great until we got a call uh, about three quarters of the way through the dinner from our cousin, Stu's cousin, Kirsten, who we call Kiki. And the message, I saw the message pop up on my Apple Watch. Ainsley and I were actually in the bathroom when she called and it was like, hey, can you guys call me? We're like, oh, shit, this is not good. Why are we getting a call from Kirsten on Thanksgiving? You know, we were planning on calling her and our Aunt Debbie and Uncle Bill later that night. Why are we getting a call at 5.30 right now? This is, this is not good. So we pay the bill, get the kids in the car. Stu calls Kirsten, and, you know, I'm listening to his reaction. I'm sitting in the passenger seat. The kids are watching a movie, so it's fine. They're distracted, and uh, Stu's like, oh, no. Oh, and I knew. So we hung up the phone and I'm like, is it what I think it is? And he said, yeah. And so I am referring back to our uncle Bill, who ironically, we were just talking about last week, even Stu on his show, he's on with Glenn Beck was talking about how our uncle Bill's been in the hospital since June. He had a bone marrow transplant. And so when you, you know, take somebody else's body part and put it into your body. Of course, it's going to take some time for your body to adjust to this new organ. And Uncle Bill had been in and out of the hospital, you know, leading up to the bone marrow transplant. Once he had the transplant, he was in the hospital, I think, our Aunt Debbie said, for a good 90 days before they transferred him to rehab. He's a big guy. I mean, he was a New York City cop for 30-something years. He's a big guy, and he lost a ton of weight and a lot of muscle mass. And so the rehab facility they brought him to was to help him gain muscle, get his appetite back, get stronger so he could live another 30 years. And he had been doing really well. I mean, up and down, but pretty good considering he had this bone marrow transplant in June. And Debbie and Kirsten, I mean, really, I've never met two stronger people in my life. 
seriously, hand to God. They went to see Bill every single day. I mean, can you imagine not being at your house? Bill had not been to his own house, slept in his own bed, had a home-cooked meal from our Aunt Debbie, who cooks amazingly, by the way, in like six months. So, you know, she's going to see him every single day. Kirsten's going up when she can. And on the weekends, Kirsten has a full-time job. I mean, she can't spend every single day at the rehab place. Anyway, long story short, Debbie and Kirsten went to see him on Thanksgiving. And from what I understand, Uncle Bill had called them earlier on Thanksgiving Day and said, don't come. You don't need to come. You know, I'm not feeling great. Just spend the day with each other. And, you know, I think Debbie had a Friendsgiving planned with uh, some of her friends in their community. And uh, Debbie, of course, was like, no way. We're coming up. We're coming up. As anybody would. If your husband is sick and in the hospital, you're not... You're not spending any holidays alone. You're going to be by his side. So she goes up there and, uh, you know, he just, from the get-go, they knew something was up because he was breathing very heavily and started kind of coughing. And then the cough turned into a choke and they saw some blood come up. And so they called 911 because at this point they're at the rehab place. They call 911. They come and get Uncle Bill. Debbie is holding his hand, telling him, hold on. You know, you're going to be okay. Hold on. Stay with me. Stay with me. And by the time they got him to the hospital, it was really just, you know, moments away before he took his last breath. And uh, he looked at Debbie and Debbie was holding his hand and he said, I love you, Deb. And he looked at Kirsten and he said, I love you, Kier. And, you know, now he's kind of like almost, or maybe even on life support. I can't even recall the, the story, but it was at the point where the doctor's told our aunt Debbie, like, you have to make a call. We can keep him going, but this isn't looking good. And of course, Debbie was like, no, don't just stop his body. It's been through so much. His body's just tired of fighting. And that's when he took his last breath. And uncle Bill was only 67. So that was our Thanksgiving. And I talked about it a little bit on, I think Sunday of this weekend, this past weekend. And Thank you so much for all the comments and the prayers. We really appreciate them all. If I didn't respond to you, it's not because I didn't want to. It was just very overwhelming, all of your messages. It just sucks. It sucks so bad. And, you know, Debbie and Bill were so in love. They were married for like 30-something years. Ridiculous. He was the yin to her yang. And to see somebody that you love go through so much heartache in such a short amount of time, it... It really breaks your heart to see that happen. And you feel helpless. You feel helpless. Like, what can you do? What can you do? (sighs) Horrible. We waited until this past Sunday morning to tell the kids. I also needed time to get on Amazon and order grieving books for children because I needed and I wanted something for them to actually hold on to and read and feel a little bit more comforted knowing that Uncle Bill is up in heaven. And they understand heaven. They understand eternal life. They understand what happens when, you know, somebody passes away. And we explain to them that, you know, sometimes it's really hard for us on earth, but it's really great for the person who passed on because now they're in heaven and they're not sick anymore and they're totally healthy. We tell our kids that, you know, when you're in heaven, 
you don't get scrapes and you don't get hurt and you can do what you want and you're hanging out with God. And that's kind of the approach we took with them and explained to them that uncle Bill's no longer like physically here with us, but spiritually he's here with us and he's living his best life ever up in heaven. It was just really, really sad though, because Ainsley, who is my emotional one, like, oh my gosh, through and through this child, she will turn at the drop of a dime emotionally. One minute she's laughing and then the next minute she's hysterically crying over something. She got so, so sad and cried like immediately as soon as we told her what happened with Uncle Bill. Zach was a little bit more, I think, trying to process the whole thing. And then I think after a while, you know, he saw me crying and he saw Stu kind of tearing up and with Ainsley losing her mind, understandably, he got a little sad and started to cry and said, well, Uncle Bill told me he was going to play baseball with me the next time we saw him. And of course, then Stu and I are, have both lost it at this point. We're getting tissues. It just sucks. There's nothing good about telling your children that somebody close to them that they love has died. It's awful. And we've never had to have this conversation with them. My father-in-law passed away, I think four or five years ago, but they were young and they did not really understand and they didn't really know him that all, all that well, but they knew uncle Bill, by the way, the books I bought were God gave us heaven by Lisa T Bergeron and wherever you are, my love will find you. Nancy Tillman. Those got really great reviews on Amazon. Again, they'll be in the show notes, but I left the books out and I told the kids, if you want me to read them to you, I will gladly sit and read them or you guys can read them to each other whatever you want to do. So the books are in their rooms and if they want to talk about it, obviously we're open to talking about it. I think that talking about it is good for them. I think it helps them. I let their teachers know just in case they brought it up. Debbie and Kirsten came over on Sunday night. We had dinner and we, you know, talked about uncle Bill and we laughed and we cried and we drank wine and we laughed again and then drank more wine and it was great. (laughs) So, uh, but you know what? I know that Aunt Debbie's going to be, she's going to be okay. It's going to be very hard. And like she said, her life will never be the same, but uncle Bill would not want her to give up. And she's already in a bereavement group. Like she went to one today. She went to one today. And that's because she lives in such an amazing community. This retirement community, like I told Stu, let's go. When we turn 60, we're in that hood because Debbie and Bill, they're like the mayors in their neighborhood and they have so many friends. I know Debbie's got an army of friends who think of her as family and like as their sister and she's going to be okay. She's going to be okay, but it's going to suck. It's going to suck over the next year or two or three. I don't know. But I can't imagine living my life without Stu. I told him, I've told him a couple times, I hope I go before you because I don't want to be left on this earth without you. It's hard to think about and I can really go there. I'm getting choked up now. When you really truly wrap your brain around the fact that we are all not promised another day and that life is literally so short. It's a cliche, but it's so true. You just don't know. You don't know when God's going to do the swoop in and take you. And like when I think about death, it just brings me into such a dark place. I really, I don't want to harp on it because I definitely can go there and it gets me really, really down. And I know when you're a Christian and you're a believer, like you're not afraid to go. You're not afraid to die. You know, you're going to heaven. You know, you're, you're going to be with your heavenly father, but 
I'm afraid to die. I don't want to die. I love my life. I don't want my time on earth to be, I don't want it to be cut short. So just really hug the people that are in your life and that you're with every day and surround yourself with and tell your kids every single day that you love them. Tell your spouse that you love them because you really don't know when, you know, your time is going to come. I did not expect to get this emotional. Um, I thought we were going to get on here and talk about traditions and stuff. Holiday traditions. Okay. As I drink my kombucha. So that's what I wanted to say about Uncle Bill. Thank you so much for your messages and your prayers. I don't think I've ever been so serious on this podcast. Uh, All right, let's roll into a voicemail. By the way, thank you so much for all the calls. I did something with the settings, so typical. I was playing around last week on the Skype app, and then, of course, I have the desktop version in my studio, and I hit something, and so now some of the, the calls that are coming into Skype are actually getting forwarded to my phone, so I just don't pick up because it does say Skype and then it will give the number. So I, I will just never pick up. I just want you to leave a voicemail. That's the whole point. The number to the voicemail is 972-890-9467. From here on out, it will always be in the show notes and I'll put it up on Instagram too. Cause God knows you can't memorize it. I don't even know it. This is a very hard, annoying number to remember. 972-890-9467. Hi, Lisa Page. My name is Danielle, and I am from Philly. And I just have to say how much I love you and your family and everything that you do. Um, I am a day late, but I just listened to the podcast for this week, The Rant and Raves. And I just love everything about you, your voice, the topics that you choose, the stuff that you say. Um, Yeah. So Danielle from Philly and Philly misses you. Thank you, Lisa. Bye-bye. Oh, Danielle from Philly. Telling you, Philly and Texas, but Philly's always number one when it comes to downloads. Like all the, you know, uh, statistics and analytics that come in regarding the podcast and the downloads and how many listens and just, I think my overall audience, like 95% come from the Philly area. And I love it. I love that you guys are still hanging with me after all these years in Texas. You're not too far behind my Texas people. Of course. I feel like I freaking grew up in Texas. I am for sure. I am like one of those people that moved down here and will never move up back up north. No offense. No offense to the Northeast. I mean, obviously that's where I grew up. It's my home. But man, Texas, this state has my heart. It does. All right. Let's get into another voicemail. I love these so much. Y'all don't even understand how excited I get when I come home and there's a message notification on my computer. It's so awesome. I love coming into my studio and seeing notifications of voicemails. Really, I, I do feel like I'm connecting because I don't know if you have any idea. You probably don't. I've never really talked about it. But when they launched my radio show, Pop Crush Nights, almost five years ago, can you believe that I've been doing this for almost five years from my house? I literally pinch myself every day. Because if I didn't have this job, I would most likely be working at Orange Theory, but not my local studio because they suck. Uh, Or I'd be like part-time at Sephora, something along those lines. Anyway, when they built out my studio, because 
the deal was, and really it was the only reason why I took this job is because I pre-record my shows the afternoon before they air. So you're hearing me at night, coast to coast at seven o'clock, but earlier that day, like in the afternoon, I record the show. And then I have a producer that puts it all together, meaning all the songs get plugged in, the music beds go underneath my voice, and the show is kind of all wrapped up and ready to go by the time it gets to the actual stations and they air it back. So because I'm recording it during the day, I obviously can't take calls because I'm not quote unquote live. You know what I'm saying? So there's no point for me to have a phone line because I was never gonna be taking calls. Little did I know that four and a half years ago, I would launch a podcast and I mean, how I would love to be talking live to you. And I guess I could, I mean, I could call you back. Maybe we should try that. If you feel like conversating, I will call you back. Just let me know in the message and I will because your phone number is popping up on my Skype, so I know it. I know your information because I work for the government. (laughs) So that's why. That's why you don't really ever hear phone calls on the radio show at night because I'm recording it like four or five hours before it actually airs. Secret exposed. Only those of you who listen to the podcast, now you know. All right, let's get back to the phone call that I was about to play 25 minutes ago. Hi, Lisa. It's Lisa E. from Wordsworth, Pennsylvania. Uh, I wanted to tell you a holiday tradition of mine. I started with my daughter when she was four last year, and I wrap up a book every night from the 1st of December to the 24th. Start out with The Elf is Coming, and I end with The Night Before Christmas. And she gets to unwrap a book every night that we read before bed, and she loves it. And I just wanted to tell you I love, love your podcast. It's the best. I got to walk through Target with my earbuds in the other night with no kids and listen to your podcast and with complete bliss. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Oh, thank you, Lisa. I love you already because you have the best name ever. Uh, That's really cool. That is serious dedication, though, to hook your kid up with a book for 24 nights in a row. Damn, girl, you are mom goals. Last week on the pod, you know, I was telling you about some of the traditions that we do around the holidays. Last weekend, we went to Prairie of Lights. It's in Grand Prairie, Texas. And we went there because the very first weekend that I ever came to Dallas, it was a surprise trip that Stu took me on. And it was for our 10-year dating anniversary. Yeah, we're super cheesy and we do every year go out on our first date anniversary and celebrate it. And this year it's coming up on 21 years. Isn't that insane? I've known Stu now half my, more than half my life. Anyway, back to this surprise weekend. He planned it all out with the help from my friend, Nicole. If you're in the Philly area, Nicole was on Q102 as Nick the Web Chick. And then she was on like the real, I don't know. It was some format change of a station. She was on with Chio for a while. And now she's doing Afternoon Drive on 92.5 XTU. I would be lying to you if I said I was not slightly envious and jealous that Nicole is on a country station because I've always said that my next music format would be country. And I don't even think Nicole listened to country music before she started this job. So yeah, when she told me she got this job, a part of me was like, damn you, Nicole. (laughs) But obviously in the most loving of ways. Anyway, Nicole lived in Dallas for a brief moment. So she was kind of able to help Stu plan out our little getaway. And this is like two or three years before we even moved here. The first thing we did after we of course, landed and checked into our hotel, was grab dinner, and then we drove down to Grand Prairie to see Dirk Bentley, which was such a cool surprise concert. And after that, we went to Prairie Lights, 
which was where we were over the weekend. So it had been at least 10 or 11 years since Stu and I went to that first time drive through of the Prairie Lights and they've since added so much more. And if you saw my Instagram story on Saturday night, like it's amazing. If you live in the Dallas Fort Worth area, first of all, you are going to get, I think the most bang for your buck. It's 45 bucks a car, but you drive through like a few miles of just nothing but lights and storytelling and more lights and more lights. And then you park and there is a merry-go-round and there's, I don't know, a bounce house. There's a couple things for the kids, but then you walk through like this merry Christmas Santa market. You can get pictures with Santa. They have really cute activities for the kids, like a hot chocolate bar. You can get food and snacks. They have a few vendors. It's so much fun. I'm telling you, I live for this stuff. I live for it. My friend Lori and I were just talking about this over the weekend because I can't remember what night it was, but we were in McKinney the following night. I'm losing track. Thanksgiving weekend threw me off. I think we were at the Prairie Lights Friday night. And then Saturday night, we went to McKinney with my friend Lori and her family. Lori and I have been friends for the past eight years. Our boys, Zach and Theo, were in their little my gym class together at six months old. So we've, you know, we've been friends from the jump. Lori is one of my only friends who I think loves Christmas as much as I do. And we love Christmas as much as our kids do. So whenever there's something new that comes up, Lori and I are all over it. We're taking the kids, we're going, it doesn't matter where it is, we'll freaking road trip it, we're there. And as we were walking through Prairie of Lights, you know, just as a family, not with Lori's family, because this is the night before we got together with Lori's family, I'm so sorry, this is confusing. But Lori was the first person I thought of while we were doing all of this because I know she would be completely down with this whole thing. It was definitely a full circle moment for Stu and I because we came to this Prairie of Lights, I don't know, 10 years ago, at least 11 years ago. And that was obviously before kids. I was still working at Q102. It was before I started my job in New York City. And it was very nostalgic. It was such a cool thing to walk through it with our children this time and see how magical it was to them through their eyes. Like they just ate it up and I was right there with them. It was so fun. Okay, what else did I want to tell you? I think that's it. We can still do this holiday traditions thing or whatever else you want to talk about. Don't be shy. Again, my voicemail here is 972-890-9467. It's in the show notes. I apologize for the first half of this podcast being kind of sad, but I really felt the need to fill you in on what was happening with our uncle Bill. And again, thank you so much for the prayers and the thoughts. Y'all are just the best ever. I love this community. I love the Instagram community. I love my Facebook community. I love y'all. If you wouldn't mind, it would be very helpful. If you like my podcasts, it would be so nice of you to share them and rate them and spread the word. What really kind of sucks is that I cannot contractually talk about my podcast on my radio show. So that sucks. I need you to spread the word about this podcast until we can fix or at least take out the clause that prevents me from talking about this podcast. That's legit a first world radio problem. Mm -hmm. That's why I need you to share it. And it's so easy because if you click on the link that's posted on my social, you literally just click on the share button. That's all you have to do is just click the button and you can share it to your Facebook page or your socials. That would be tremendous. After all, Lisa Page made you do it. Okay. So we're going to end with a song 
that is going to make you cry. I can almost guarantee it. When I heard it for the first time last weekend, I immediately texted Aunt Debbie and said in my text, I know you've cried, but what's a few more tears? Listen to this song. It reminded me so much of you and Bill. If you've ever lost somebody that you love, this song is going to move you. I promise it's brand new from Celine Dion and I'm not going to interrupt. I will not sing. I promise I'm turning my mic off. I'm going to let this run the entire duration of the song. Listen to the lyrics. Don't drive off the road. This is Celine Dion and Courage. I would be lying if I said I'm fine. I think of you at least a hundred times. Cause in the echo of my voice I hear your words Just like you're there I still come home from a long day So much to talk about, so much to say I love to think that we're still making plans In conversations that'll never end In conversations that'll never end don't you dare tell me now I need you to keep away the doubts I'm staring in the face of something new You're all I got to hold on to So courage, don't you dare I want to hide from the truth I know Side of my hands but I won't let you go There's no replace in the way you touched me I still feel the rush Sometimes it drowns me till I can't breathe Thinking it's only in our memories But then I talk to you like I did then In conversations I will
There you go. So good. That was Celine Dion. And she's going on tour. And her tickets are on sale. I can't tell you that I got through that without tearing up for a second. Again, that is courage. Celine Dion. My name is Lisa Page. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week and Merry Christmas.